What's up, guys? This is Dave Thomas. And this is Brian Pritz. And we're back with our 10th episode on the business of lifting weights. Today, we're going to talk about how to form better partnerships with your gym members. Um, we're also joined by our head coach, Julianne Russell. Hello. And that is a recent denomination. Yep. Big old head coach. Big old head coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's big. what everyone the large, call me now. <laughs> the large head coach. Better than being tiny, I guess. <laughs> um, so yeah, we have Julianne on. She'll be um, hopefully coming on here a little bit more just to talk about uh, the perspective of gym stuff from um, coaching, being on the floor, um, and being a bit more interactive uh, than myself or Pritz. So I think it'll be a pretty cool perspective on it today. Um, anything you want to say before we get started? I am literally on the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. No, I'm really excited to be here again. Uh, it was super fun the first time around, and this is something that I'm pretty passionate about. Try really hard to build strong relationships with our members. So yeah, yeah it's definitely evident. Hence, you know, um, your Big ability to coach. yeah to be put <laughs> into that position. Um, so I think it'll be really good stuff today, especially what Julianne has to say on all the matters that we'll bring up. Yeah, it was episode six, right, that you were on mm -hmm. progressing as an athlete, yep. um, where we kind of talked about going from a beginner. Uh, through an advanced athlete, so um, that was all good stuff there. Yeah. Yep. It was great, great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we converse well. <laughs> um, all right. So in you know making the list of just things that we were wanting to talk about beforehand, we tried to like really hard to think like why you know why why is our membership where it is like what are the things that we do well like that's one of the things that I try to look at pretty closely because like I we're still figuring it out right. I feel like. Um, so I, I like to just kind of pay attention to things and stuff we always talk about in our staff meetings that we want to focus on, um, things like that. And like one of the most basic forms of like really caring is just kind of our philosophy on like learn everybody's names and learn their goals. Right. Um, and it's something that is really simple and seems like a duh type of thing. But, um, you know, I, I don't coach as much anymore, but I had an interaction today where like a girl, Katie was in the gym oh, who yeah. you were working out with and I have no idea why it usually takes me forever to learn names. I just happened to remember her name and I was like, you're Katie, right? And she was just like shocked that I knew her name. Yeah. She hadn't been into the gym in a while and like stuff like that just goes a really long way. And I know like you, Julianne are always, always kind of focused on that stuff. Yeah. And people will say how they're, they're shocked that with the hundreds of people that I talk to every day that I can remember their name. And, um, it's really important to me. One thing I noticed, uh, a little while ago when I was forgetting people's names a lot was because I would ask them their name and then I don't think I was really listening to the answer mm -hmm. or I wasn't looking at their face. And I think, what's your name? Just immediately turns <laughs> off. But like, I think a lot of people do that. You know, you introduce yourself and then you're already thinking about what you're going to say next right. instead of listening to what comes out of their mouth. Really? Like, I don't know. It's, I think it's the thing a lot of people do. And, um, I really make an effort to try to make eye contact with people and, and like listen to them when they answer my questions yeah. so that I can remember it later down the line. And you mentioned it's a very simple thing to do in terms of, like, focus on that. It is a very challenging thing to do when yeah. you run a gym of almost 600 people yeah. to learn everybody's name. It is something that you have to, like, put effort into in order to do that. So I think that, like, while the concept is very easy, it is something that you have to put a lot of it's effort in. totally to do doable, it. though. Yeah, yeah totally um, doable. And, like, we sent out that survey earlier in this week to a few people just, like, getting some feedback and – one of the one of our members was talking about how she just like really loves the customer service and she was like, you know, I've been with you guys for a while and like 
nothing has changed about how you do things. And mm-hmm. it was cool to hear that. But she was like, um, like really just what stands out is like the customer service. Like you guys have almost 600 people. And to me, it still feels like there's 100. Right. Yeah. Um, and those were, those were her words. And that was pretty cool because you, you have to make a big effort into that. And as you continue to get bigger, it's kind of like a, I don't know, like not a catch 22, but it's like what is driving your growth also becomes the challenge to maintain that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the experience and the customer service. Like I just thought it was interesting that in the in a lot of the responses, it wasn't like the results I get or, um, you know, like my progress that I'm making on my lifts. It was all like customer service, like the experience that I have, like the vibe of the coaches, like right. personal attention and learning my name and things like that. There was just a lot of that feedback in there. Yeah, you're right. Um, and it's like ultimately, you know, people, you know, they come to the gym obviously because they want to get physical results, but – there's also just this element of like they feel like they're part of something and they want they want to they want to know that like the coach cares about their goals knows who they are like really kind of just like gives a shit as opposed mm-hmm. to like just kind of going through the motions i think the results are something that they expect if you go to a gym you want to get results i think that's something that they expect and what i think a lot of people are kind of shocked by is the level of effort that we put and to get to know people. Yeah, and, and like that's, that's what a, shocks them. That's a good point. Like going to the gym, like getting results, that's like a commodity that quite frankly like anybody can provide. So right. that doesn't make you unique. Um, so like, you know, all gyms out there, all businesses out there should understand that. It's like how do you differentiate that customer that customer service experience, especially like when they're in the class, like going through your service and your product and um, one of the things that like I'm, Julianne does really well is like, you know, we talk about like learning people's goals. Don't like sell people on your goals. Don't, don't sell people on, you know, goals other than what this person wants to achieve. And mm-hmm. like Julianne's a good example of that because she's like one of our strongest members. I think what like most people who haven't been around for a while, like probably don't know is she's also like gone through a huge physical transformation just in terms of like weight loss and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and you're just very slow to like make judgments on people's goals. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of the process is like, if somebody doesn't feel comfortable to you, like if you're a type of coach or you're a type of, you know, person that if they don't, you know, if they think you're so you pigeonholed and like how you view goals and how you think people should train, I think they're very rarely going to like seek out your support or help with it. If they think that like, Oh, like, all you care about is like getting as strong as possible right. or like all you care about is like looking great or all you care about is cardio. Like I just think if you're putting that out there, you're going to be much less effective in helping lots of people. Um, and that's one of the things that I would like to kind of kick over to you, Julianne, is just like your approach to that. If it's something that just comes naturally, if it's something that you pay attention to and how you kind of go about executing that. Well, I think my experience as a member has a lot to do with that as well because um, because I came in with no experience and had a certain idea of goals and those goals changed as I kind of went through the ebb and flow mm-hmm. of the three years. So, you know, when I first started, my initial goal was to lose weight. That was huge for me. I, I fell out of shape and, and slow and unhealthy and all of those things. And then as that started to happen, then my goals shifted a little bit more towards certain strength elements and then, you know, certain other things. And and it just kind of always goes through different areas. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I meet a new member or when I meet an existing member that I just haven't had before, that's like first thing I want to do is first get them comfortable with me because 
sometimes people can be intimidated by me. Um, nah. <laughs> never. It's probably not, yeah, not a real thing, I'm sure. But, um, you know, make sure they're comfortable with me and, uh, you know, learn their name, all those things. But the best way for me to really remember and keep track of what individual members' goals are is to have the conversation with them while they're working out, um, which might sound kind of strange, but... It's like not when they join. Right, not when they join, but more like when they're in it, because I think when they join, they have a certain idea, and I'll listen to that, and you know they're going to get that too, but I think once people actually start training the way that we train, then they really get an idea of what it is that they're going for sometimes. Um, or even... You know, just to give an example, we have a, a lot of our workouts are tiered to strength and then conditioning afterwards. So like two tier style, you have a barbell movement and then you have a, maybe a more fast paced kind of thing. So if somebody has mentioned that their goals are fat loss. Then I see them over, you know, getting ready to squat and I go over and I talk to them. So your main goals are fat loss. And what are you what is your plan here with squatting and how can I get you through this rep scheme or this, you know, this strength tier to help you achieve the actual goal that you're looking for since your goal isn't to squat the most weight you can squat. So mm. how can I help you be at the right weight, doing the right things at the right time, the right number of reps, whatever it is, so that you are getting what you want from the way that it's programmed today, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, so, it totally makes sense. You know, we have a lot of guys that talk about um, wanting to build muscle and then they come into the gym and you see them go toward like the low rep stuff. And it's like, well, I know we've had this conversation mm -hmm. on how to build muscle. So first thing I'm going to do is go over and say, Hey, you should stop doing the low rep stuff. Cause that's not going to help you build muscle mm -hmm. and just kind of get them thinking about what it is that they're doing and the options that they have. And then the choices they're making and helping them figure out how to make the better choices to get them toward the goal that they're seeking essentially. Yeah. Um, and like one thing that I like just, to, you know, that's obviously awesome, but it's like when you have classes that, you know, sometimes you have a class of like 20 to 25 people mm -hmm. and you're in there and sometimes that can be difficult to like hit everybody in there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just, my, everybody always has like different approaches for how they interact with members and how they make sure everybody's like doing the, mm -hmm. the right proper training. Um, I'd be interested to hear like what yours is. Like when I used to coach a lot, like my, whole thing was like, make sure you interact with every single person, like mm -hmm. at least once, like say their name. If you don't know it, that's when you learn it. Mm -hmm. Just like, even if it's something as simple as like, Hey, good job, you know, Steve yeah. or something like that. Um, obviously you're watching over everybody, but try to have like, you know, two to three, like really meaningful interactions, like per class where like, like you said, you're spending time like learning people's goals mm -hmm. and you're really kind of getting into it. And like over the course of your classes, over the course of multiple classes, you kind of aggregate that database of like yeah. knowing what everybody wants to do. Yeah. Um, it's not something that can be like, you know, shotgun style of just like right. getting everybody at the same time. Yeah. So I think like it's important for, in my, in my opinion, for coaches to not, you know, to understand that that, that process takes time and yeah. that's okay. And not to try to do it all at once, yeah. like just to slowly de develop that stuff. Um, and I just, I remember like I used to be at a point where I could, I literally knew what every single person lifted in every single lift. And it's like, I know you're That's in that now. situation now. Like <laughs> yeah. I didn't track anything yeah. for two years. Cause I was like, Oh, she deadlifts 250 or like, I know yeah. that she can, you know? So it's like, that stuff just takes time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think not rushing it is like totally cool. Yeah. I think too, um, some of that stuff, just like, it takes a lot of time. Obviously you have to get to know your members, members that have been there for 
a while, you, you have a general idea of what they're there for. So it's, it's easier to give them one to two things like in a class and not sit there and have an entire conversation with mm-hmm. them. Um, for me personally, when I'm coaching a, a larger class where I typically go first and foremost is the people that I know the least. Mm-hmm. Um, I make sure to have meaningful interactions with them and it's not just for their sake. It's for my sake too, because it's, that's why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of get a feel for where they're at, how long they've been there, what their experience level is, and then, you know, circle through, move through the class, hit everybody, come back around. How you doing? Right. Are you getting what you, you know, are you working? Do you feel like you're working hard enough? Is this whatever it is? Um, but I think too, <clears throat> I, I definitely have the benefit of being there more than any other coach, but I, I do have that ability to remember pretty much what everybody's doing. And part mm-hmm. of that is really, um, encouraging people to track what they're doing. Like, Every single day, no matter what it is, no matter how small they think it is or how big they think it is, put it on the board because not only are you going to look at it every day, but I'm going to look at it every day too and I'm going to remember that number yeah. next to your name and help you the next time or yeah, whatever exactly. it is. Yeah, exactly. And I think incur- by encouraging people to track like that, it's like it might make people – it might make certain people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I do think like ultimately everybody knows that that's because like you have their progress yeah. in your intentions. Yeah. Um, in that it's because like you want people to be accountable and I think people, I think people want to be held accountable because that's kind of why they're in there. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, another thing that I thought like was interesting that you said that I've, I've often thought about is like you said, people's goals, they change. That's obvious, but I feel like very few people come in and they're like, I want to like focus on like getting strong as hell or like I want to focus on you know one particular skill that that's random I feel like like I I can't tell you like the last time somebody came in they're like I want to get a 200 pound hand yeah I've never heard that it's like that obviously develops over time usually when people join it's like oh I want to mix up my routine Mm -hmm. like I I want to get in better shape like I want to lose five to ten pounds you know, very rarely, like I personally find that strength goals develop after you've been at the gym for like six months yeah. and like you kind of know what the hell's going on mm-hmm. and like then it transitions into that. So I think it's also important that you have your finger on the pulse of like where people's timeline is, like what their evolution of their membership is. Like I've been tracking this one girl who joined like two months ago and she came in like kind of hesitant, like I just want to do one month and like total cardio background like a lot of running probably a lot of like fast pace like boot camp style Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. and i've just like kind of been observing her and i happen to have been at the gym when she's been in a lot of classes and like you can you can see that starting to happen like she's challenging herself more on weights she's paying more attention to like how much that she's lifting and like she's not trying to be the strongest person in the gym which is 99 percent of people but like had you know, had, had you not been paying attention to that or when she first joined, it was just like, I just want to do cardio. I just want to do shred. You would just be like, you'd be off on where they were with right. their development. Yeah. So I think there's that degree of paying attention to the timeline too. Yeah, it's it's definitely huge. Um, you Mostly, I mean, you try to rush people, you're literally going to push them away anyway. Mm-hmm. So people come in a lot of the times already uncomfortable and not really sure what's going on, but on the same side of things, I think that people come in to be uncomfortable right. and to be kind of gently nudged continuously into that uncomfortable place while still feeling very supported and like safe, like they can trust you as a coach and all that um, along the way. So there's like a fine line of that encouragement process as you see those things shift 
and like shoving someone into right. it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that is something that we as a team do very well. Like we do, we notice when somebody starts to move in that direction and then we appropriately suggest like when they should kind of push themselves, like when technique has developed or whatever. And I think a lot of the times it happens when someone surprises the hell out of themselves yeah. and realizes they're that like, they're, Oops. Oh wait, <laughs> I just got really strong on accident, you yeah. know? Um, so, so it's, it's, it's very, very cool, you know? And, and one of the, there's like ways to do that that have nothing to do with barbells too, you know, like, you look at pull-ups or chin-ups and bands and literally just standing next to someone that you know always does their pull-ups on the same band and just saying, I bet you can do like 10 on that other one. <laughs> and then they do and they're like, holy shit. Like they really don't know sometimes how strong they've gotten in the process of just trying to lose weight or, you know, whatever it is. And then you, you do that. And then all of a sudden they also recognize just how much you really pay attention right. to them. And that that's all it is, is yeah. paying attention. You know, you mentioned the pull-ups. Like, I noticed that a ton on box jumps mm-hmm. when people are jumping. It's like, you're like eight inches over that box. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll grab a plate and put it on them, and you can see, like, oh, you know, I, I should be going up. Yeah. And then they nail that next box. And that all, all that is is just paying attention, just mm-hmm. putting a little bit of extra effort while you're coaching. And there's, like, is there's such a difference between, like, pressuring somebody to do more in a lift and just, like, one of the things I love to do is, like, when somebody leaves the station, I'll just switch their kettlebell out yeah. and they'll get back <laughs> and it's, like, heavier and they'll look around and they'll just kind of <laughs> take the hint. And it's, like, I think people appreciate that. Yeah. But there's a difference between that and, like, you know, squat as much as you can or yeah. like, you know, put as much on the barbell. It's like finding right. that fine line because like strength, you know, strength is going to help every single goal. Right. So that's one of the things that like we always want to impress upon people, but it's, it's the fine line between like educating them and your responsibility as a coach to get them to their goals and also mm-hmm. understanding that like, Hey, I'm not like, I'm not ready for all this just yet. Yeah. Like right. I want to, I want to ease into this. I want to learn this. Yeah. And I just think that whole dynamic is how you create like that really good relationship off the bat. Yeah. Just like let them do your thing. Like let yourself get acclimated and over time start like making these suggestions, pushing them towards different things, but yeah. like, definitely not right off the bat. And also being understanding of where they're coming from. Like I, anybody that, that has ever been coached by me knows that I'm not like, you know, I'm not going to hold your hand through anything. Um, but I do understand where people are coming from. So, you know, if someone comes in and they have zero background in the kind of training we do, but they've spent the last 10 year, years doing, you know, Pilates or, or something else, then I at least can accept where they're coming from and relate the new information I'm trying to give them to what they know so that it doesn't seem so completely foreign and you have to actually talk to your members to find those things out um and that happens i think right off the bat at the very beginning where are you coming to us from like what kind of experience do you have zero or a little or from this or whatever and then how can i make this feel kind of relatable to that so you're out of your comfort zone but you don't feel completely alone in it in some way shape or form um and that that's just more about you know learning learning what they want and who they are and where they want to go, um, and all that takes time. But that first little piece is is really crucial for people. Yeah. So in speaking to that, like how they start out, like one of the main things that I think is crucial to the relationship forming process is like literally like when they're starting out, mm-hmm. um, and wanting to make sure that they don't feel like this program is like being jammed down their throat, mm-hmm. like right. we've been talked about. Um, and it's just like, we, I think we talked about it on the last episode, 
um, was it, I think it was episode nine, just about like, you know, just ease on the ease up on the sales stuff right. and how we've never really had a sales process um, and how we've always just kind of like tried to provide a good service and then it's like if you want to join like you'll let us know right um, and I think that's counterintuitive to how a lot of places like think about sales on the business end is like go through a step like a script of like walking them into the so they decide they want to join as opposed to just like letting people be consumers right yeah. and I, I brought this up in one of our other episodes where I read a lot of Yelp reviews of other gyms and I do a lot of research on other gyms and there are several gyms that I've noticed them having like terrible reviews on Yelp and I'll read the reviews and be like what you know why is this, why is this gym getting such a bad reputation and it's always like high pressure sales to get them to sign up mm -hmm. for something and it's like this one gym in particular they um, they don't allow any coaches to sign people up. If you mm -hmm. want, if you're interested in signing up, they send you into this back office with the head <laughs> sales guy, and he just pressures the hell out of you until you can't take it, and you like join just to get him to shut up. God. Yeah. And it's like, like yeah, that might work for your revenue, but like, what a shit way to start people off. Yeah, yeah, like that is just a terrible way to begin that relationship with somebody. If you're looking for long-term results like that is just the exact opposite of what you want to do yeah yeah and this is probably a topic for another podcast but like the whole how to sign people up um i completely get the like why they don't want to probably have coaches do that because mm -hmm. like when we're coaching like it's hard to do both that yeah. and they don't probably don't want it to be a conflict of interest right but i would just counter that by saying like don't put your coaches in a position where they have to be selling right just put them in a position where and it's always been our kind of strategy put them in a position where all they're doing is doing their job mm -hmm. yeah. how they normally do like coach classes provide good service something that's ingrained into like the culture of the gym and then just do that again for somebody that's new there and check in with them a few times and like you don't have to do yeah. anything else like right. afterwards just ask them like hey how'd it go yeah like they'll join or they won't but yeah. if they join they're going to start off with like an amazing first impression and that's absolutely everything yeah um if they if they join under the wrong pretense, like they're going to always be thinking that's, that's the culture there. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, we had a girl today that I was talking to and, uh, she, you could tell she was a little bit unsure. She, you know, just moved here. She wasn't sure of her schedule. Um, and she was asking about membership options and stuff like that. And you could tell that she just wasn't ready to like pull the trigger. She mm -hmm. would have right. felt uncomfortable. And I was like, here's our prices. I was like, I'll send you an email with some links to some of these questions that you've asked us about, you can read up and decide if it's the right fit. And when you're ready, let us know. And that type of, um, that type of conversation, like she went away being like, Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make sure this is the right fit for me. And like, I guarantee she joins. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm 99% sure that she's going to join within the next week. And that's um, another thing that you, you've impressed upon us as coaches as well. Like when, when new, new people come in and you learn their names and you start a conversation and you get to know them a little bit and they do their new, their first class. And, you know, on that, this sheet of paper that is eventually going to come back to you, whether they join or not, if you, th if you think that they're a good fit and it would be something beneficial to you, you write specific information about that person down mm -hmm. so that when you follow up with them via email, it's not just, Hey, I know you tried the gym today. Do you want to join? It's like, Hey, I heard that you just moved here and blah, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's, like, yeah. Talk about that experience about that girl who like wrote that awesome review about it, about the gym on Facebook, about like the gym commitment. Yeah. Well, let, let me take a step back and uh, we're talking about our waiver. So on our waiver here, 
Um, we have some questions that get their experience level, how they found out about us, and just some, some general information so that when they fill that out and the coach has the ability to look at it, they can immediately start a conversation based on what they wrote. And that you know, opens the door to learning a lot of information about them as a person and what they're looking for, their goals and stuff like that. But um, so this one person, it was you, Dave, that had her as a trial, uh, trial client. She comes in and, you know, she has commitment issues with, you know, joining a gym. Um, and so you had wrote a bunch of notes on the sheet so that when I followed up, I could, you know, customize that email to her. Um, so you did that. I sent an email being like, hey, I know you have gym commitment issues. Um, if it is something that you wanted to try and make sure it was a good fit, like we'll waive the 30-day notice for you um, for that first month and you can come in just make sure it fits what you're looking for so that you don't have to commit to anything. Mm -hmm. And then the next, was it the next day or like two days later, she wrote a long, um, it turns out this girl was like a fitness personality. Yeah. Fitness and personality. Like hundreds and, of people saw that. Yeah. And it's like, if we were focused on like shitty tactics and like been high pressure and all that, I'm sure she would have posted as well and been like, had a horrible experience at this place. Like all they were doing was, trying to get me to join and right. it's like every little act interaction like that matters and you, you just never know like how that's going to spread so, right um and then it, like to, to speak to that point like if you create a good experience and somebody recommends it they're then going to refer their friend and they're going to be coming in in a positive mindset that like my friend had an awesome experience here they didn't pressure me on the sales yeah. so they're automatically going to be coming in in that positive state of mind people are already hugely intimidated to come in yeah. with barbells. The oh, yeah. last thing you need is for them to be like worried about pressured into a membership. Oh yeah. So it's just anything you can do to like break down that barrier as people get going, I think is, is huge. Yeah. yeah. And you see a lot of, uh, going back to the survey that we sent out to some of our members, a lot of those responses were from the question, were you intimidated to join? They were almost all yes. But as soon as I walked through the door, and the coach Except greeted me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Most of them were, you know, once I walked through the door, the coach greeted me. Um, you know, they explained everything. They were super personable. Um, I felt much more comfortable right off the bat. And, like, yeah. that initial reaction is everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely huge because that first interaction is where you establish that, like, trust is the main priority. Mm -hmm. And, like, members just ha they have to trust everything you're doing. They have to trust, like – the coaches, the process, like there, there may be certain things that you do over time that people don't agree with. But I think if people always know where your intentions are and that trust, like that's got to come above absolutely anything. Right. Um, so like, what, what are some things, Julianne, that you do within classes that, um, just, just kind of build that trust that somebody knows that you have their best interests and that you have their goals in mind? Um, well, I think lucky for us, the programming is hugely built around that. So, um, you know, <clears throat> we we get this opportunity for the first five to ten minutes of class to talk about the workout the format the options the different levels of everything within that and at that point you should i think that's big like sorry yeah. to, sorry to no. jump in but it's like i know a lot of gyms like don't do that like they mm -hmm. don't do like a thorough walkthrough so maybe just talk like a little bit about that and like why you think that's so important yeah i mean what's pretty awesome when somebody comes in for their first class and you you talk to them and you tell them like you know when class starts everyone's going to gather up and I'm going to go over everything I'm going to talk about the format I'm going to talk about the focus of the format why things are the way that they are why it's programmed this way and then the different options built within that for your level of experience um, so right off the bat they know that they're not going to be forced to do anything 
and that there is a version of whatever workout that is on the board that is best suited for their level, um, which is huge right up, up front because, you know, I think a, a huge part of the intimidation factor is from people walking in and thinking they're going to have to do something it, that they absolutely don't want to do. I can confirm that based on do. reading like the surveys right. and it's like, I think gym owners have this perception that like everybody seeks out what you're doing and they want to come in and like right. slam weights around and yeah. get super strong. And that's just like not, not the it. average yeah. person that right. joins. Like they, you know, you get people that are gung ho about learning it and right. they want to do it. But like so few people are actually going to come in like with no intimidation and just like, right. let's go do this. And I, I revert back to my first class, to be honest with you, which was with Pritz and the, the barbell movement was hang cleans and I'd never done a hang clean before in my life. And instead of forcing me to do hang cleans with probably terrible, not even close to technique, potentially <laughs> hurting myself. <laughs> He handed me a kettlebell and taught me the first part of what you need to know about your body to do yeah. a hand clean. And that set up a level of trust for Pritz as a coach where I knew that he was always going to have my best interests at heart instead yeah. of just you have to do what's on the board. Yeah, it's like and it probably was like maybe it wasn't, but it was probably like a little bit of like an ego hit. Like nobody likes to be regressed to the sense they think they can't do something. But I think most people understand that yeah. it's like, <clears throat> it's not about that. It's just about learning safely yeah. and properly. And that like, it shows that like they, we, they care about your, your goals. Yeah. And I think another piece of it too, is that I, I may have been the only person doing something outside of hang cleans in that moment for that, that movement in that workout. But I never really felt like I was working out alone anyway. And members who didn't know me yet still were encouraging me along the way in other portions of the workout. So, um, that's a big part of it too. And, when people come in and, you know, I'm trying to set them up for success in terms of where they fall in that programming and, you know, kind of what they should be focusing on for that class. Um, I try to also put them around people that are going to be good for them to be around at mm -hmm. that same time. So it's kind of helping them not feel intimidated right from the get go. But I think hugely what really boils down to is explaining to people why yeah. we explain it the in, why, the, yeah. in the walkthrough um, when we're talking about the movements and why you might be doing something different than what is written here and instead what's written over here. And, and quite frankly, when I'm explaining those things, like I look at the people I'm talking to like mm -hmm. that and that's huge too. So they know like this part that I'm going over is sometimes I always feel you. so awkward when I'm like, <laughs> and if you're new and you're making <laughs> you're like extreme right eye contact with them, it's like you want it to be smooth, but yeah. that stuff does help. It, it really does. Cause they know that you're talking to them. Um, and then, you know, we kind of have this process where when they come back in after the warm up run or whatever, you, you go over to them and you, you just straight up ask them, do you understand what's going on? Mm -hmm. What do you understand? What don't you understand? And um, with your level of experience, you're going to be working on this and reiterating again, because this is the foundation you need to mm -hmm. build to move forward and whatnot. And as soon as you give people this information that includes why you're having them do something, they're like, okay, and honestly, people, even those that have a little bit of ego toward it and are like, no, 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 I came, I, I want to work on a barbell. You, you know, have them do the other thing instead. And as soon as they start doing it and they realize, oh, this is why I'm here, mm -hmm. like they get it immediately. And that's, that's huge. But, um, you know, just never making people feel like you're talking at them and never making people feel like they have to do anything is a really big part of it for me as a coach. Um, and I think I do have the benefit of, 
you know, 10 years of teaching yoga in that experience of like kind of having to nurture people without really holding their hands. Mm -hmm. And I apply that a little bit to my coaching in the gym where I'm like, you know, this is what you're going to do and I'm going to get you to push yourself, but you don't have to do anything that's like, you know, grossly beyond where you're at. So just relax. We're going to get you through it and you're going to feel super successful and hopefully get your ass kicked in the meantime, you know, and they appreciate that. So, yeah, and I think like a lot of places, like, you know, one of the common things that I'll see is like a lot of gyms, it's almost like, um, it's almost like sometimes they'll selectively alienate people, Mm -hmm. like new folks, because it's like, oh, you're here, you're in our building, like, you should know how to do this stuff. And it's just almost like this assumption that like, I don't know, like, I'm not going to pay attention to you, like, not, like, hazing almost, but just that same type of mentality, like, you're new, I'm not going to spend a lot of time with you, like, this is how we do things, like, Mm -hmm. love or leave it type thing. Right, yeah. And it's, like, just, like you said, going up to them after the workout and being, like, what doesn't make sense? Yeah. And, like, you'll get one or two things, and it just immediately breaks down that barrier, and they trust you, and they're not as intimidated. Yeah. And, you know, one of the biggest challenges in this new kind of onboarding format that we have is, you know, we have beginners follow you know, it's not so much a foundation as it is an ongoing protocol until they can figure out certain movements. So there's the side of the board that's dedicated like specifically to new members and the workouts. And, you know, one of the challenges is like the, like the sweat factor, like mm-hmm. Pritz, you always talk about, like people want to come in and they want to get a really good workout and they want to sweat. And that's like some feedback that we got on the foundation or the, the onboarding too. <clears throat> but you also have the responsibility, like make sure that they're starting out properly. Yeah. And, you know, for me personally, I would be willing to trade like their sweat factor to get the trust. Yeah. And I think that even the folks who are disappointed and maybe frustrated, like, oh, like I got to use a dumbbell here or something like I do think they get it. And I do think it, it the alternative of just being forced right into it is the much worse scenario with right. that. So mm-hmm. even in uncomfortable situations, I do think it's erring on the side of like possibly frustrating people with like how much you care, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, as opposed to just like net negligence. Um, and of course there's like a, a balance that exists somewhere in between, but I'm just a big, big believer in showing people immediately and not just lip service, like showing people that like, this is how you do things. Like you're going to follow this because you don't know how to do this. And I'm going to help you do that until you can do the next progression of the movement. Um, I think for me personally, part of what makes it, at least how I feel that uh, members do come to trust me and will will listen to me when it comes to that stuff is because they know that I started as a beginner mm-hmm. um, or, or I tell them straight up like, hey, I get it. I was there three years ago, never touched a kettlebell before. Mm-hmm. Like this is how you're going to get to a point where it makes sense. Like let me break it down for you piece by piece. And as soon as you kind of put yourself on their level instead like, of everybody was a beginner them, at some point right. too. So anybody can relate that. <clears throat> yeah. But it's hard. I mean, I've seen plenty of coaches and trainers, just they're kind of the air of I'm stronger than you. I'm faster than mm-hmm. you. I'm going to tell you what to do. And those things might be true, but that's not how you're really going to get the average person to want to listen to what you have to say. You have to kind of put yourself on their level mm-hmm. and relate to them in a way that under, they understand that they're going to start somewhere and eventually potentially be at your level if they do it right and smartly and understand it's going to take some time and be patient and, you know, just always constantly reiterating that again, without shoving it down their throats so that they know you're there for their best interests and you want them to proceed for a long time instead of like 
short, quick, fast, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like just getting it out for a month and you got what you wanted. No, this is going to take a little while. We're going to develop some skill that's going to translate to all of the goals that you have yeah. that might shift and change throughout the next six months or whatever. And we, we, go ahead. <clears throat> Sometimes it takes a really long time for that to sink in. I think of a yeah. lot of our long-term members that have been here for, you know, a couple of years and it's like, they're finally being like, ah, I need to listen to coach Julianne. She told me <laughs> to do this like two years ago and I yeah. basically ignored it. Now I understand why. Yeah. And it, you know, and th- that's okay. I mean, that person now trusts us more than anybody else because we hounded that in for two years and it finally sank in and he understood. Yeah. And when you build a a solid level of trust with members, um, you know, there, there hits a certain point where you're comfortable enough with them and they're comfortable enough with you where you can also start to call them out on their shit. And that's big too, because when somebody trusts you and you, they know you have their best interests at heart and you tell them to, bell down a size or to take weight off the bar so they can improve this one thing. They're just way more likely to listen to you to develop that thing than to just ignore you and keep doing what they're doing. Cause you took the time yeah. to build Good that, point. that relationship mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. I also think it's big that, <clears throat> that, you know, members see you doing what you're asking them to oh, do. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Huge I can't way. tell you how many times that like I've been coaching a difficult workout and somebody would be like, did you do this yet today? Like, and I'm like, not yet. I'm going yeah. to like, I'll be in the four <laughs> every or, single like, day. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I did it. It question. sucks. Like, or you're going through the walkthrough yeah. and you're like, all right guys, I did this today. And I can tell you that like, you're going to want to do this. Yeah. Like this is, you're going to want to approach it this way. And like, I just think people, they want like somebody that's ultimately on like the same side of the fence as them, right. um, yeah. maybe coming at it from a different angle, but they just want people, they, they want to know that you're kind of practicing what you're preaching. Yeah. You're practicing what you're preaching and you're not um, always just putting yourself above them. You are in there with them doing it too, as much as they are. So you understand, yeah. you understand how they're feeling when they're going through it and you know, kind of what to give them to help them yeah. keep going through Th- it. There's you just know? so many like coaches that they don't like follow the programming or the workouts that they're coaching. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, it's the imagery of just like kind of pacing around the room, like twirling the PVC pipe of yeah. like, I, I see this stuff and it's like, that's, it's very, cl- you can tell who's like disconnected from the workout and who's yeah. not. I'm talking about like stuff I see like online and in other gyms I'll post and like you can just, it's very evident if like you're invested in this or if I'm just like reading this workout because that's the workout that I have to coach. And like, Um, you can tell the difference with that. You made an example in one of the other episodes about you saw somebody like post on social media, coach Kathy is actually coaching today. Ha ha ha. Yeah. It was like like one of those into the famous chicks. It's funny. I actually... One I actually tried to like walk around during a class with a PVC pipe in my hand, like thinking, oh, yeah, I could stretch my shoulder while I'm doing this. Like I, I legitimately thought like, oh, maybe I could get this shoulder stretch in while I'm doing this. And I was so just like fumbled by having something in my hands that wasn't like supposed to be there. I was like, and then I tripped over it and everyone's laughing at me. And I was like, well, we know why I don't do that shit. Like, just do what you're doing, Julianne. Yeah, I don't like, understand. Like so many physical things you can do with ease, but like some basic movements, you're just like, who me? Massively uncoordinated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fall while I'm walking. I don't know what it is. I can't really, I'm not looking at my feet. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, is, 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 is there anything else that like you guys would add to that as far as just like ways to build trust and ways to, ways to set that tone off of the bat or maintain it? 
Um, I think uh, a huge piece of it too is, you know, when you're a coach, you're in a teacher, um, teacher role in any way, shape or form, you have to understand that different people learn things different ways and you have to be willing to teach things different ways. You have to be willing to educate yourself enough to be able to do that. And then you have to be willing to like potentially repeat yourself to an unbelievably annoying degree in a million different ways for somebody to like figure out how it finally clicks for somebody that's just not getting it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've had situations where like the way I talk to somebody works for one person, but the way I, if I do it the exact same way with somebody else, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And it takes you a little bit of time to kind of feel your way through that. But once you mean like good cop, bad cop or like cueing or both, honestly, like, um, there, we have a member who really needs you to put her hands, your hands on her, for her to understand what you're trying to ask right. her to do. Like you have to physically walk over and bend her knee yeah. for her. Otherwise she thinks she's I li- bending her I'm, knee. I like doing, I like, yeah, I think and that's I'm, a big I, thing yeah, to do. Yeah, and like, it's, it's huge. People. Some people need to see you do it. Mm-hmm. Some people need you to put your hands on them and all those things. And you just have to be patient and willing to give yourself yeah, that's so true. that education like, to do that. Some people will say like, hey, can you watch me do this? And some people will say like, hey, can you show me how to yep. do this? Mm-hmm. It's very true. And that's why I also think that, you know, filming is a huge piece of, of it too for people that need to see themselves. Mm-hmm. It's the right. same thing. Like you can tell somebody in a split jerk until your face turns blue that their back heel is on yeah. the ground. They don't Big think fan it of is. The filming stuff. And so you film it and you show them and they go, oh, <laughs> now I see it, you know? Yeah. And that's also a great way to get people to trust themselves when they perform something really well and they think they did poorly with it and you show them actually it went really well mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh shit, I yeah. can do that. Or they can see like, and it just changes how quickly the weight went up. Yeah. It yeah. changes their whole world. Right. And it's that that's huge to be able to have that. Honestly, like that moment with a member is like, those are the best moments that there are mm-hmm. when you like show somebody something they didn't know about themselves. Yeah. Like when Jen saw her 300 pound deadlift, yeah. it was like, I had to go over and count the weight. Like I, he was, was like so me fast. And Erica, I was like, I, this can't be right. Yeah. Almost like it's it was crazy. so yeah. easy. So there's just like so much confidence that comes from that. And yeah. like you said, it just goes back to like different tactics for different people. Yeah. And that, that whole teacher mentality that you mentioned is like so important. Um, the, I see a lot of gyms that just have the drill sergeants that you talk about that just yell. That's all they do. Yell, go faster. Um, you know, go heavier. And it's like, I believe that that is a cover up for not having enough uh, yeah. experience knowledge. and yeah. knowledge to be able to coach. And so I think if you are a gym owner and you're looking at your staff and if you see that typically people are a little bit more of that drill sergeant, mm-hmm. then you need to provide a little bit more education for them yeah. um, so that they're able to coach because that coaching, I think we've proven to, that that's the most important thing that yeah. people are here for yeah. is they want that custom experience, that good coaching people that they trust and they know care about them. Yeah. I think coaches that, that spend a lot of their time doing that also are covering up the lack of relationship with their members. Like yeah. if you actually have a relationship with your members. You're not screaming at them like that. Right. You're encouraging them in a different way. Um, I've had, you know, members just kind of out of nowhere, send me messages that just say like, Hey, just so you know, when you say, good job so and so it doesn't fall on deaf ears like I need that thank you and it's like those simple things it's not me screaming in their face to go harder and do heavier it's like 
no, good job, Jared, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, and that, that relationship is what allows them to work harder in the workout. And, um, yeah, that teacher mentality comes from keeping yourself a student too. That's super important. Mm-hmm. I think when people stop being students, they forget how to be teachers because mm-hmm. so, they forget how to learn a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I would a hundred percent agree with that. And I found yeah. myself like personally falling into that trap a lot as like you get busier and whatnot mm-hmm. is like, that's one of the, like, honestly, one of the reasons why I was excited to like, when, when, when Pritz and I huddled up and we're figuring out what we wanted to do is like, that's one of the reasons I was personally excited about when we made you head coach is like, now I can be in a role where I'm, I'm learning stuff yeah. as opposed to like having to provide in a way that like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I could have done a great job at yeah. anymore. So it's like, I'm now excited for me. So like now when I coach again, it's almost like a, hitting the refresh button. Like yeah. I'm now in a position where I can take stuff that you've learned. Mm-hmm. It's not just like me dictating things. Yeah. And I think that that is like ultimately going to have a positive effect on the yeah. synergy of the gym. Whereas like this constant student teacher flow, that is the dynamic amongst like the coaching staff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, well, I know that like one of the main things that also we believe in as far as developing the relationships is the recognition of progress. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our belief is like recognize as much progress as you can, big and small. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like Pritz, you really like the clubs and like all the different options that we have so that we make sure that like people across all goals can feel like their achievements are recognized. Right. I, I think it's, Number one, understanding that people have different goals, which we've talked about. Um, you see a lot of gyms that they think that because they care about one dimension, maybe that strength, like pure strength, that everybody that comes in the gym should feel the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of gyms just have like... Sometimes a, like we'll fall into that yeah. like for a few weeks, be like, we got to cool it on how much strength recognizing we're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think that's where a lot of gym owners get stuck in the you know, 200 member range is like, they're just so one dimensional that they're only attracting these people that are into the exact same thing that they personally are. Yeah. And like, that's totally cool. if like, you want to do that. Right. But I feel like most gyms would like a, a well-rounded membership yeah. or at yeah. least a higher membership. Yeah. Um, and like that, you're absolutely right with that. So I think if you start to diversify, number one, what you recognize and what you coach and teach, and that'll start to bring in a new clientele that you know, allows that whole, um, gym membership to kind of grow to a new level. And that's, I mean, I think that's ultimately why people open up gyms is to help as many people as they can and to make a living out of it. So, um, by sticking to one thing and just expecting every single person through the door, Oh, if you don't like what I do, then get out of here. Then Mm -hmm. that's just going to limit your potential progress. Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, of the, of the clubs that people will get into, of late, the overwhelming majority are barbell clubs, and, like, that's that's awesome. Like, I love seeing people's physical strength, but I'm also, like, I'm a little weary of it because I'm like, why aren't people focused on other stuff? Like, yeah. I don't think we're doing, from the top down, a good enough job of encouraging that, mm-hmm. of encouraging, like, cardio-related goals or athletic goals or weight loss goals for people that want to lose weight. Um, so it's, like, something that's always on the top of, like, my mind is, like, are we – are we getting too one dimensional? How can we course correct this to make sure that like we're appealing to everybody and that we know that like, you know, if you're willing to work hard, then your, your goals are are welcomed here. Um, so I think like having a diverse set of recognitions like the club board is just super important. I know we haven't really changed what's up there. Um, in so long because like we want it 
you know, well-rounded like that. You know, that, that brings up a really good point. If you have a diverse set of clubs and you recognize a lot of different goals um, and you are strength-focused and that's what you personally care about, you might get a lot of people that come in for, you know, fat loss, let's say, and over the course of training and learning these new movements, all of a sudden they realize that strength is something that's important to them. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you've converted people from what you may not necessarily care about personally um, into what you do care about personally. Mm -hmm. So it's just like you have a much broader reach with that. And then you get all these new people that are excited about something new and, you know, learning strength stuff and all that. And also we have, I mean, we have so many different kind of facets for people to get recognized for accomplishments and results and whatever it is. I remember when I first started, I had never done a box jump before. I played sports, I jumped, but I'd never done a box jump before. Mm -hmm. And then in the beginning, I felt like, oh, I'm kind of good at these. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's like a club to like be good at these. (laughs) This is awesome. Like I never would have even thought that that was something I would have tried to strive for Mm -hmm. until – I was given the opportunity. Right. Same thing with pull-ups. Like it's not, it wasn't something I ever thought about until I was like, Oh wait a second. This is like a thing that I can like, <laughs> I can like get good at. And that's like, like cool. I could get like recognized for doing a pull-up. And it, <laughs> like, keeps, it keeps you, you know? motivated. But it does. It, it gives keep, you goals you, yeah, to shoot it, for. It really does. And, and, and it also just makes people feel like their achievements are, are welcome. Yeah. Right. And, the main... and they really, really are. And, and it's cool when you see people kind of like try something new or, kind of go in a direction they didn't think they were going to go. And then you're like, there have been times where somebody does something and I go, wait, do you know that you just made barbell level one? And they're like, what I did? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, do you and I like, they don't even recognize, they don't understand that that's even the direction they're going in until right. you tell them like, do you realize that that's what that is? And mm-hmm. they're like, Oh my God, I just did something really cool. And now yeah. I'm going to get recognized for it. And that's even cooler. Like we're adults. We don't get recognized for stuff anymore. That's a really good point. Like we don't. It's basic human need. Yeah, yeah. it really is. And it, it seem it can, you know, the great thing too is that um, it can seem like it's not a big deal to maybe like some people, but our community is so supportive that like somebody does something that might be on a scale of things like smaller, not a huge lift or whatever, but the entire community is like behind them, like Mm -hmm. stoked to see them do something that just creates some sort of progress or result or whatever it is. And it's something that like always has to be paid attention to. Like recently I was talking to one of the members and, um, you know, I was like, damn man, like you've lost a lot of weight. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, you know, I'm cutting out this. I'm really focusing on that. And, um, it's like, people are always, you know, that, that brand of person is the majority of people that go to the gym and mm-hmm. that join a gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, I know he was super like nervous or hesitant to want to be like, Hey, can I get into like the level one club? Mm-hmm. It's like, you always have to push those people into it because it's so easy to project this culture of like, get strong, like mm-hmm. do rad shit that like you often overlook. Like that's a very small percentage of people that go to your yeah. gym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the main people are like those folks And like, for me, that was a big, like, aha moment where Mm -hmm. it's like, we need to do a better job of having somebody like that get super excited about sharing it just Mm -hmm. like we would somebody who hit like a 200 pound deadlift. Right. Um, and I think that's a mistake that's so easy to make when you run a gym is like get caught up in the snowball of like what's currently happening that you have to step back and be like, Oh shit. Like I I just had tunnel vision on this for like the last three weeks. What are, what are some other people doing here? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's also a responsibility um, as a coach, you know, 
it might be a day where a lot of people are hitting big lifts, whatever the lift might be, but there's always something else going on and you absolutely have to pay attention to that because when you're not when you're not looking at everything going on, you might miss the person that's like repping out 36 inch box jumps right. or like repping out strict chin ups, you know, that you've never seen them do that before, but you look up and you see it and you're like, Oh shit, I better go film that. Cause that's <laughs> a big deal. Um, even if there is somebody PRing their deadlift across the room, like those things can't get overlooked right. because it's, it's all important to the person performing it. Yeah. And like one of the, you know, just to kind of like wrap up the recognition thing, like making sure that like nothing is too small. Um, that's one of the things that we try to do a lot of is like, you know, post somebody like this person went up like nine pounds in their kettlebell swing. Mm-hmm. Like when nobody asked them to like that video that you mm-hmm. took of like Matt, um, and like people that are just like, Hey, this person's killing, like doing the hinge. Mm-hmm. Like right. that's so yeah. boring. No one cares. Right. But it's like, you want to recognize that and you want to make sure that like, that person knows like, Oh, I'm doing this properly. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing this right. right. And I think our phase phase one folks, when they see kind of that, you know, more quote unquote, maybe it's like kind of boring, like, Oh, it's perfect hinge. They look and they're like, yes, that's what I'm trying to do. That's yeah. awesome. Like, that's <laughs> like a, I can that's get recognized point. for that. You have mm-hmm. to create relatability on many <laughs> yeah. different levels in yeah. the gym. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I know we're running like a little bit long here, but one other Last thing we do want to go over that we think is a pretty crucial part of the process is the solicitation of feedback. We've I, I don't even know how many episodes we've talked about this in the beginning. But yeah. It's been on there quite a bit in some of the first few episodes. Um, it's definitely a fine line. Like this isn't a how to get feedback episode, but the point being like when you need help or information on stuff, like not being afraid to ask for it. You, right. know, you don't want to ask for for member feedback on every single thing that you do, right. nor do you need to, but like if it's information that you don't have, you know, finding that out, like for example, like the survey we just sent out, like finding, you know, finding out why certain women were joining the gym, that's information that we lacked and that we wanted to know. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, not only has that been invaluable to see all these different goals and why people are joining and their motives and like their experiences that they didn't tell us about right. when they joined, but it just like, it makes those people I've like some of them are just very long responses that like you can tell they like were excited to share. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and I just think that like, it's like when you, when you let people in on the process and you let them like co-author it, it just creates that sense of like, you know, they, they care about what we have to say for yeah. lack of a, a better way to put it. Right. Yeah. I, th- um, I think you're right. You do walk a fine line with that because if you do it too often and do get too much feedback to where, you get this feedback and you may change a major part of your operations. Then all of a sudden you lose credibility to th- to people that think that like, Oh, I can do whatever I want. I just right. tell them like, I'm pissed about this or I want them to change this and they'll change it. Like you have to be very um, authoritative with a lot of the things that you do because you know that it's in their best interest right. yeah. um, or you know that it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it like, it would need to be something that obviously like is a major aspect of like what you're trying to figure out. Right. Um, you know, not like, I don't even, I don't have a good example off the top of my head, but just not like, not little stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. You guys have anything else to add with all this? I don't think so. Julianne, we gotta, we gotta do this more. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I like talking. That's kind of why I talk for a living. Yeah. It's nice <laughs> having a female voice and tired of Dave's voice. I have voice. a female voice? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You do. You yeah, are it's so much That's better great. when the three <laughs> of us are talking. It's not our boring asses nonstop. 
Yeah, I mean, I think um, mostly just in regards to this stuff, it's it's super important to to just remember that connection is what is what most people are looking for in some way, shape, or form. So making sure that you you have the patience and the intelligence to make the smallest connection with everybody just so that they know that you're there for them, not for you, is how you, you really get people to listen to you, trust you. And um, I mean, they're putting their, their body essentially in your hands to give them what they want. And, and you can do that if you, if you get them to listen to you. So, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, well it, said. it all goes back to caring. Yeah. You know, you talked about wanting to do an episode on how to teach people how to care. <laughs> and it's like, we probably could do an episode on that. And I yeah. think we could teach a lot of people about that, but um, we're three people that care very much very, about very much. our community. Um, and I think that that is lacking in the gym industry in general. So, yeah. And we care about each other too, which I think is a Aww. huge piece of it. <laughs> but like seriously, as a team, I feel like we all, we all care about each other uh, quite a bit and want everyone to like grow and be better as coaches um, and whatnot as well. So that means a lot to our membership, I think, you know, nice. I like, never heard that perspective on it, but that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like to see that it's a group of people that are different and similar in a lot of ways and we can work together and like be pretty streamlined in how we present what we do. Um, that's just going to provide a whole nother level of trust to know that there's no like dissension in the ranks, you know? Right. So. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you can, please give us a review, positive comments, um, rate us, share the podcast. If you feel like anybody could benefit from it and, um, give us feedback on stuff that you want to hear. If you're a coach, gym owner, anything along those lines, um, you know, aspects that you think could help. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, right. guys. Bye.